2: on video i've never been happier i'm made mean, for a fucking
3: podcast That's dangerous <laughs> Listen to me, we're
2: welcome to the final ufc unfiltered oh. of the year it's our ah. final one of 2023 oh my god we have to recap a little bit matt um Is a good it, show it, too oh, we it. have uh mma journalist uh uh, kevin Ioli, who uh i like very much and he's really uh he's great he just he knows so much about the sport i love these guys that have been around for 15 17 20 years Uh, and michael Irvin, of course will be joining us in a little while uh last time it got screwed up because of michael's schedule so
3: well i'm excited last show of the year let's delve right in
2: let's bring kevin in and uh yeah, talk about because um, you have to have somebody who really knows what they're talking about. Whereas What's I, I to, miss what to we, say? we fuck up the names all the time. I mean, we don't know how to pronounce things. We're idiots. Uh, well, welcome, Kevin, te- to the show.
4: Hey, technology. Yes. Perfect.
3: We, hey, we have a lot to talk about. We have to talk about uh, is this the, just the nominees
4: for the Fighter of the Year? And yeah, yeah there's
2: exactly. suggestions.
4: Who else would know more than me and you and Jim? Right. Well.
2: A great I point kevin have thank a lot you
4: college and i think we're going to <laughs> win but let me ask
3: you is there any is there any like it, it's just up for a debate is that what we're
4: doing right here i think do a debate talk, talk about it give our picks who we think right i think it's i, I think it's pretty I easy think, right i'm with you kevin let's effing go I
2: and it's very up. hard to avoid recency bias too of like the of, of all of the fights in december oh. you know what i mean like the, yeah, you you want to just go back and go, oh that fight happened a week ago that's right that was knockout of the like uh you know josh emmett's knockout of bryce mitchell which still might be it but i mean it's like well it just happened so it's fresh in my mind but you have to go back over the whole year which can be kind of you know difficult to remember some of the early how fights. many fights
4: did we watch right Yeah.
2: right um i guess we could start uh with i'll just go by the list they gave us yes. uh which one do you think you want to start with guys Are We do you want to start with fight of the year um or no. do you want to start with uh uh, they have category, they have male and female fights of the year. This is the order. We have uh, male and female fights of the year, fighters of the year, breakthrough fighter of the year, upset of the year, knockout of the year, sub of the year, comeback of the year, if we can get to all of them before Michael Irvin. Um, let's go. Let's start with fights of the year, what we think was the fights of the uh, of, of 2023. There's a lot of great ones to go over. Um, I'll ask you guys to start. Uh, Matt, Kevin, what do you
4: guys think?
5: Go ahead, Matt.
4: Well, you know, my in my mind, I mean, I think there's a clear leader here, but you got a lot of really good fights. Uh, you know, the Edson Barboza Sadiq Youssef fight, that to me was like a wild fight. And I remember watching that thinking. I went into that fight thinking this might be the end of Edson Barbosa, right? And he gets, he's almost uh, knocked out in the first round and then he comes back. And I mean, the swing of emotion in that fight and the momentum changes and everything, you know, that, that fight was had to be on the list. Of course, you know, how could we have a fight of the year? Maybe we should change the name of the uh, fight of the year to the Justin Gaethje fight of the year, but, you know, Gaethje's nominee this year, I guess would be his fight with Fazeev. And, you know, that was, that was an incredible bout, Um, you know, Dan Hooker and Jalen Turner and another fight that that was one I had um, on my betting picks. That was the only fight I lost on that card. I had, so that I went against Dan. That was a bad one. Pantoja and Brandon Moreno, you know, Pantoja and Moreno, Crazy good fights, but I think for me, considering the level is is Mahachev versus Volkanovsky their first fight, the level they fought at, the um just everything that they did in that fight, to me, that encapsulates what I want to see in a fight of the year. You, so you're going with that? You're going with uh, Islam versus uh, Volkanovski? One, the first,
2: the first one, yeah.
4: Yeah. And I'll tell you why, because when you like, so let's look at, you know, some of these fights, you know, let's say Dan Hooker and Jalen Turner or uh, Barboza and Yusuf. I think you got to take the quality of opposition into effect too. Right. So if you're Volkanovsky, you're fighting a, a much better opposition. You know, you're fighting Mahachev, arguably the best fighter in the world or Mahachev fighting Volkanovsky, arguably the best fighter in the world. It's hard to look good and hard to create offense against guys like that. So when it's close, and I say close, and I think it, it, it is close with some of these fights. You got to go with the better fighters. And I think in this case, Volkanovsky and um, Mahacha put on an unbelievable fight with a lot of momentum swings, a lot of, you know, uh, issues going on. And they're both two of the three best fighters in the world.
2: And what was on the line too, like the stakes, like there was, there was, there was something really big. I mean, right. for me, it was probably Gaethje Fazeev just because I enjoyed that fight so much. Uh, I did not expect Gaethje to win that fight and I was really happy he won that fight. So I, i personally, I enjoyed that fight the most, but, the fight of the year probably should be Makachev against Volkanovski one because of what was on the line, and you're right. And 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 plus the weight class going up a, a weight class, and no one expecting him to do to last and go the distance. Um, just an impressive and an incredible fight. So that probably technically should get it, but I'm going to vote for Gaethje Fazev just because I enjoyed it the most.
3: Um, I what's I when I was looking at when I was looking at all these names, all these all, you know, all these fights. I right away knew where I, where I was going. And, uh, it is Islam Makhachev versus, uh, Volkanowski. That fight, listen, as far as excitement, any one of these fights, you could really kind of mm. do a toss up. Cause they're all, that's what it is. That's when you watch it as soon as it's done. Oh my God, my best fight I've ever seen. Cause that's how exciting each one of these, you know, they were That's how exciting it was. But, um, with the Polkanowski versus Islam fight, it was the drama. It wasn't supposed to be so competitive. Everybody, I mean, including myself, I I, can, I thought the way that Islam before that point was just getting everybody down. Powerful guys like right. Drew Dober just taking him down. Kamora and this guy armlock and that guy rear naked choke, head and arm choke with the uh, with uh, Oliveira. I just thought everybody. I I thought he was gonna take him down and just overwhelm him. So as the fight was going on. It's like you couldn't believe what you were watching, and then the way it ended was so dramatic. I think that's uh, that that's my yeah. vote. it has my vote.
4: Yeah, yeah it's, it probably gets comp- such a great fight from beginning yes. to end that you had the dr- high drama in the fight. Right. Yes. You know, I, I, even when the fight ended, hey, there's you have an argument. Volkanovsky thought he won the fight and I, I, yes. I he had an argument. Right. Uh, certainly the rematch, you know, quieted those uh, those who was the yeah. better fighter doubts. But it, at that moment, you know, you could have made a case for either guy that, you know, that to me, when you have a fight like that, that have so much to action. And when it's over, you're not really sure who the better fighter was.
2: Yeah, and by the way, that that rematch could actually almost qualify for knockout of the year too. I mean, that that's definitely in the running for uh, knockout of the year. Hey Matt, let's do submission of the year next. Um, uh there's some really interesting uh, fights: uh, Rachmanov uh, over Jeff Neal, or uh, Black Shear against Johnson. Of course, Yair over Josh Hammond. Diego Lopes uh, over Lopez over, uh, Lopez over uh, Gavin Tucker, and uh, and we're uh, not fact. I can never say this guy's name uh factor dinov over kevin lee the guillotine um but i am gonna go with of course uh the one you matt is the only guy that called uh uh, jones cyril gone as a submission uh i thought jones would win the fight i did not think he would sub him um i have to take that as submission of the year because it was first round it was so decisive and matt picked it
3: now there's something thank you first of all i should actually pick that also I almost have I'm, – I'm going – can I go off this list? Or is, yeah, is yeah, I, yeah. These are just suggestions. Oh, well, this is what I'm thinking now. Like, Shavka, he just got a submission win over somebody that never got submitted. Right. In Wonder Boy. That should, that's hey, – listen, I don't give a shit if he's Wonder Man at this point. He's 40. I don't give a shit. He's, he still got submitted, and he never got submitted. And Shavka so, was injured I, in that fight. And yeah. Shavka was injured. So the fact that Shavkot submitted Wonderboy I think is a big thing because Wonderboy had a, has a – you know, he's been in the game a while. Nobody ever made him say uncle by tapping him out. So I'm going to say Shavkot for that.
4: The the one that I'm going to go with, probably surprise you guys, but I'm going to go with the Twister by uh, Blackshear. I mean, you, you rarely see any Twisters, and uh, the way he set that up and the way he – pulled that off i mean to me it was it was like phenomenal and uh you know matt you may have a difference of opinion in terms of you know but how difficult that submission is to get and he did it so effortlessly almost right and it was just uh it was just incredible and then comes back and does it again right the next week but i I just thought that twister was so amazing that i'm gonna go there and it is a it is a fun one to watch when they when they get that off, like when Bryce Mitchell gets it, or is so, that you're
3: like, Wow. Right. It is a it is a cool looking one, you know what I mean? Where they're, they're all over the place. Head's and- going one way and oh, yeah. body's going the other. Yeah. Yeah. And how, we
2: should we and we shouldn't just be chauvinist. What what do you think uh, female Ooh. uh sub of the I mean, I mean, I think that's I mean, I don't want to say it's obvious, but I I, I kind of have my take on it.
4: My opinion, uh, yeah. I, I'm with yeah. you. I think uh, that was I'm, I'm I'm, I'm, submitted by uh, um, Alexa Grasso. I mean, yeah. who saw that coming, right? Um, and it was a great submission, the way she did it. And what I loved about it was she puts the video out after the fight where she kind of worked on the on the back take and, and the whole nine yards. Uh, so, yeah, that was, I mean, you're, you're beating arguably the greatest fighter of all time by submission um, at that point. Uh, incredible, incredible win, and that has to be it.
2: I, I take Grasso, too, over Shevchenko um how about you matt
4: it's hard it's hard to go go
3: anywhere and go pick any listen all the i'm looking at all these you know the Aaron blanchfield taking out andrage and i mean i'm looking at i'm looking at everybody here's uh submission and it's so impressive but you again you have to you have to look who are they doing it to you know what i mean submissions are awesome and uh you know You got to say, who are you making say uncle? Who are you tapping out? I just remember when Alexa Grasso released her rear naked choke, it almost looked like she had a suntan and like her face was all white from it. Uh, So I'm going with uh, Alexa Grasso versus no. uh,
4: Shevchenko cuz come on man that was just, We got a unanimous yeah. one there.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean it's kind of hard. I mean the uh, Blanchfield over in was great, but I mean this again, it, it's Shevchenko getting submitted. No one saw that coming. I want to just I want to just kind of throw one in here which I just thought of and and, and I don't uh, see a list for it. I would love to know what do you think was the robbery of the year? Uh what do you think was because the judging has gotten to become such a bigger oh part of fighting than it should be. And I, it frustrates me. And these people work so fucking hard and they train so hard. Uh everyone makes an occasional mistake, but I, I mean egregious robbery. I obviously Jared, the, you have Jared sorry. Gordon. You also yeah. have I, I feel Grasso in the rematch. Uh that 10 Jared 8 Patty, round to you
4: said. Sorry? Which what's that you say Jared versus Patty? Patty Himlet and,
2: and also yeah. Uh or or would you go with uh the draw? in the, uh, the rematch between Valentina and um, and uh, Alexa Grasso.
4: See, I, I wouldn't go with that one because you you can make an argument for both ways. Like I, right. I had Valentina winning the fight. Right. And I, I think that that but you can make an argument. Let me say one thing and, and to defend the judges a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they're not as bad as they are portrayed. They make some there's been some egregious mistakes over the years. But I think what happens is we, in the media, and as fans of the sport, you know, we're watching the fight, and unless you're working the corner, or, you know, whatever, you know, you're where you're totally focused on what's going on, but you also have a bias one particular way, you know, you're you're drinking a beer, you're eating popcorn, you're talking to your friend, you know, when things happen in the fight, and you're not watching the same, you know, way a judge is watching. And the thing that I I always like to say is, you know, that we do this at press row all the time in fights, you know, how do you have it? How do you have it? We're talking. And a lot of times we're in agreement, but also what you hear is that that punch land, that that kick land, whatever we can't, you know, maybe we're blocked out by where we are where the judges have the replay in front of them and they're right up against the cage and they're not blocked out. Sometimes they are by the referee or the fighters. So I'm having said that. I, I agree that we have some pretty bad mistakes.
2: I hope they fix that. I mean, it got so bad. They were talking about open scoring, uh, just Open so people, scoring. yeah, I, I think most people feel that way. I kind of had mixed feelings about it. A Part of me wanted to know, uh, just because this way guys go into the final round nah. knowing where they stand. Um, but did they? Didn't they try it in a couple of places? And it's the only sp- in
4: boxing, as far as I know, but never in uh, MMA that I know. Yeah, I, I, think I it, thought I they think did. They, okay, maybe. I think
3: it'll be a shit show, and they shouldn't fuck with it. You want people. You want everybody waiting for them to read the card and to read the winner. Who's it going to? Which side is Bruce? Is Bruce standing behind the guy? Is he behind the winner? Who is it going to be? You want that. You don't want, all right, we know this is fucking ending. All right, let's just get the fuck out. Or he's not turning this around. He's already, how are us people bitching on the next round about not even, why, how could they be giving that round
4: to him? The judges already suck. I don't know. Here's another thing that you have to remember in that case. So let's say the first round of a fight is close and it could go either way. And so two judges give it to fighter A, one judge gives it to fighter B. Now, the the third judge is on the wrong side. He might be saying, I better correct because I know those two are good judges. There are better judges and I want to be on board with them and now all of a sudden he scores the next round differently than he might have otherwise because he saw you know he was on the wrong side and so it it opens the door to problems i mean it's not transparency they're sitting there we know what they're scoring in the fights um, you know, their, their identities are not unknown. So it's not like we're hiding something, right? People yeah. think it's, you know, open the, put sunlight on them. Well, there is sunlight on them, right? We know who they are. Their buffer announces them before the fight. We know who they are. The, it's in the media before the fight who were judging all these fights. So hey. I, I, I don't think that's, you know. That's you you that? Oh, by
2: the way, it has to be. This is how stupid I am. It has to be uh, uh Valentina it has that has to be the most egregious this is how dumb i am december 2022 was when jared fought uh pimlet oh, i forgot wow. that. yeah
4: that was mistaken. yeah that
2: was that was uh because i wasn't looking at the date when i said that like a dope oh. and my producer just told me how stupid i was and he said was
3: it wasn't this year it was uh it was december of so we, were,
4: we were all wrong we're
2: doing a 365 day year though so within 365 days we're kind of close it was a winner yeah One yeah
4: and I, I like um, what you think jim
2: yeah, what do you think of... Uh, now, this is a pretty, uh, pretty interesting one. We could go with upset of the year, uh, which there were a couple of really, really big upsets. I think that's a fairly obvious one. Uh, yeah. Matt, I'll ask you, you uh, and Kevin, what do you guys think?
3: Go ahead, Matt. The upset of the year. Well, I think... I'll say the upset of the year was, uh, as long as the date is correct on it, was the first... Uh, Alexa Grasso, which he beat... Uh, Valentina, Valentina Shevchenko, I think that was huge
2: for for women's. Yes, for the women, we would do women and men.
3: Oh, what do we do? We're, no, I. What do we just? Why? I, why you always got to separate them?
2: Because that's what, just how they did it. Oh, is
3: that what they are doing Yeah. Well, I'm, all right. Well, I. I picked. I, I <laughs> that's picked, very progressive
2: of you, Matt. I'm
3: sorry. What you say? That's <laughs> very
2: progressive of you.
3: Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I pick. Why? Well, well, with the female, I'm jumping ahead. I'm picking Alexa, and now. For yeah. The, Listen, I don't know, man. I, I mean, people can say Sean Strickland, but I don't know. I was picking him to win. I thought he was going to win a different way, mind you. The way he won was way more impressive. I thought he was going to blend in the grappling. But you could say say, maybe was Grant Dawson uh, – what was his record when Bobby Green beat him? He had won like 20 in a row, I
4: think, or something like that, yeah.
3: I'm going to say Bobby Green beat
4: um, Grant Dawson. Yeah, That's I, what I'm saying I, I can't go with that one as much as I thought that I thought Grant Dawson's ready to take that step to the next yes. level. And, uh, and then Bobby Green, you know, knocks him out like the way he did. But yes. the the reason that you got to go with Strickland, uh, even if you picked him to win, he won all five rounds. He won every minute of every round. It was not even close, almost submitted him in the first round when he had his back. And, and it was just, you know, whereas a knockout, Nobody gets lucky. You're throwing punches to to hit somebody. Right. But, you know, he he landed that one big punch and was able to finish him as opposed to taking a guy apart like a high level guy like Adesanya. This we're not talking about a You know, we're talking about one of the best fighters in the world and he took him apart for 25 minutes. I I don't I don't see how it can be that on the women's side, of course, uh, you know, Valentina losing. To me, that that might be the story of the year. We're, yes. you know, when Amanda retired, we're anointing her as the as the greatest, and then boom, right off the bat, there she goes.
2: I, I agree with you on on Strickland too. I'm never surprised when Bobby Green wins. Like, I, I mean, odds aside, like the way he fights, he's such a difficult fighter. Uh, I'm never shocked when he beats somebody. Uh, I was shocked that Turner beat him the way he did. But uh, yeah, I would have to go with Sean Strickland too because I I, I think I took Izzy by decision. I didn't think he was going to knock Sean out, but for Sean to dismantle him for five rounds, a, a guy who moves so well and and no one has been able to do that to, I, I think yeah, I it was very clearly for me it was Sean Strickland. And our our time is a little short, so yeah. I'm I'm being shouted at that we should also uh fighter of the year. Have we we have not done fighter of the year have we? Let's
3: go. Let's go. Um,
2: I'll, I'll let you, let you guys start. Who who you think was fighter of the year?
4: Well, if it's up to me, I think the fighter the the two fighters of the year. I think we've talked about both of them a lot, and it's obvious. Alexa Grasso has to be the female fighter of the year. Uh, doing. What she did, she survived two fights against Valentina Shevchenko, which in and of itself is is saying a lot. She wins the championship. She defends the championship. um, And she and she looked brilliant in in doing it. So she she would be uh, my uh, female fighter of the year. And how do you how do you go with anybody but Islam Makhachev? You, You go Volkanovsky, some people thought was the best fighter in the world going into the year. Uh, and he beats him twice, not once, but twice. And in the second time, just unbelievably devastating fashion. Um, so I, I think Islam Mahajev has, and, and that he has the long winning streak and and everything. And he's been fighting unreal competition. And beating Volk twice in the same year is saying something. And it means something. And that, to me, that makes him fighter of the year.
3: I agree with Sorry, Jimmy. That's okay. I, I agree. Uh, I agree with uh, Kevin. On um, on Alexa Grasso, I agree yeah. on that. Uh, I I think for the male fight of the year, I'm going with Leon Edwards. He defeated the way he listen. He defeated uh, he defeated Usman the first time, and everybody's like, "All right, he pulled that out of his ass. He was losing. Wait to the rematch, right. beat him in the rematch, and then oh man, Kobe's overwhelming. What did that gas tank and Beat just handed Colby his ass. I'm going with Leon. Leon is he, it's like that first fight just awakened the champion in him. And uh, I'm going with
2: Leon. I, I thought of Leon, uh, but it was an, an Usman rematch, and, and Co- Covington was not that impressive. And again, you could say this because of what Leon did, but I, I thought Colby wasn't as uh impressive in that fight. He's just more of a, of a, of a figure that we all love to hate, so we we, we kind of expect more out of him i didn't think he fought a great fight uh, i'm gonna take tom aspinall i'm taking tom aspinall uh, because aspinall who again over tybura and i also think i maybe should have been considered for knockout of the year over pavlovich because uh sergey hurt him in that first round and i thought sergey was he looked like you know again this invincible uh fighter so i'm gonna go with tom aspinall i was very very impressed with him dropping sergey like that especially after taking a tremendous yeah. shot where i thought he was going to be finished so for me it's Tom Aspinall.
3: Can I just say really quick, people are quick to point out how Kobe didn't look great and this and that. And I agree. I thought he looked shitty. But a big part of that is who he was fighting. Yes. Remember, remember. Listen, Bilal Muhammad, who does he not get a hold of when he fights? Pretty much everybody. He fights his way in. Yeah, look, look at his streak he's on. And he does the same thing to pretty much everybody. The fight, it didn't go through. And, other, and, he's a, and he's a, he gets stronger as it goes on, Bilal. But he wasn't getting to, to something was going on in there, what similar to Kobe, where he wasn't finding his, his range and his rhythm all too easy. Right. He wasn't yeah. getting to him. So it's I mean again, you could just say Kobe was inactive. He looked sloppy. He didn't look. Or when you're in there, and then and you look on the top of that, how he fought uh, Usman, especially the second time. There's something that should be said. Something should be said for what's going, what Leon is doing to these guys. That's I agree. It hard. You know, it's easy to – oh, well, Colby what do you call it? Didn't look great. Usman already – you know, he beat, already beat him. Dude, something's going on. He, people cannot just get a hold of him and take him down and do yeah. what they want to do with him. So I don't know. I'm just going to say that. You know, no,
2: you're right. But I'm also looking at, like, Colby looked – he looked bad beyond, I thought, what Leon was doing to him. Like when he, when he was just – he just didn't look right as a fighter. Uh, I, you know, we've seen him lose before, and I thought he looked better in other losses. Was it 18 so he, months
4: I, off, do you think, maybe?
2: I think that definitely had something to do with it. Even he said that. Uh, but again, you, you, everything he says you, you take with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, but on that one, I, I don't think it was a shock. I think the level uh, of the beating he took w- w- was kind of surprising, and that to me was where Leon was so great except when Leon decided to wrestle with him, which I didn't really, I wish he hadn't done that. But look, he did it. Are we, letting
3: Ke- are we letting Kevin go? We gotta, we gotta we'll wait start. a
2: couple of minutes because Michael is not here yet. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I-
3: so let me, let me bring this up because we sure. like to talk about different things here. And this person is taking a beating and I want to go to bat for him, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> Zack Snyder. Why are people attacking Zack Snyder over Rebel Moon? I don't know if you like science fiction at all, Kevin. I don't like Star Wars. Jimmy left us, Kevin. It's just us. He doesn't like Lightbird. <laughs> <laughs> he does that to when me. When well, 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 hey,
2: great news, you, Matt. Guess who's in the waiting room?
3: <laughs> all right, Kevin. I'm gonna save you. But Michael listen, jumped in watch, the waiting room. Watch net, watch on Netflix, watch Rebel Moon. It's like almost like an R-rated, um, even okay. though it's like a uh like a Star Wars type movie. So good.
2: Thank you, Kevin. You were great. And uh, please come back in the new year. KevinIoli.com. And he's launching a boxing and MMA podcast very soon. He's a really knowledgeable guy. Keep your uh, your eyes open early in January 2024. Thank you, Kevin.
4: See you guys. Thanks for having me.
1: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing
0: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
1: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
0: Learn more at meta.com/slash/metaverseimpact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right former Tennessee Governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.
1: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play.
2: Let's bring in I'm not even gonna say yeah. Michael Irvin let's bring in the great Michael I'm Irvin one of my favorite up, people
3: I'm not gonna bring up any any of my movies that I like right now I'll bring I don't know what,
2: I don't know what kind of movies that will movie
3: people are giving Zack Snyder shit they're giving Zack Snyder shit over this movie and it's basically the Magnificent Seven in space like if yeah. that's what it is so why are they making him give him such a hard time All right, let's go to Michael Irvin
2: ah uh, there he a great is Legend. Michael Irvin. Hello, sir. How are you?
5: I am well, guys. How are you guys? Good. Can I, my,
2: can, can I ask you, Michael, last time you were on, I, I've been trying to remember it and I can't, but I've thought of it a lot. You said something about, there was some acronym for toys, something of youth that you had heard. Uh, which Temptation is what, of our youth. Temptation was the word. Okay. Men like their toys. Temptation of our youth. Well, it, it comes from old sermon, Bishop.
5: Priest its boys in their toys whenever we get lost in a mess we turn to our toys whatever those toys may be you know what i mean um sisters my whatever the toys may be women alcohol whatever it is we turn to that thing we call our toys so we he tied up, boys in their toys you know I, mean? I thought it's fascinating
2: it, it It is, and it made me I, – I collect posters, like, from when I was a kid. I'm 55. Is there any of that stuff that you did from, like, when you were a kid that you brought back when you were an adult and you had money and you could indulge the way you wanted to indulge in it, What it something you collected or anything like well, that?
5: Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, let me see. What what would I say? <laughs> you know, you're a kid growing up in areas I grew up in. You know, all of your – all of whatever hobbies you picked up, they all involved no money whatsoever, you know what I'm saying? So because you didn't have any money, nobody around you had money. So so anything, you know, like you know, you go out and play, I can go work out, I can go out and play football, basketball at the park, all of those things and that's really how you get as good as you get, get as an athlete because sports in the neighborhood, sports at the park, those sports were free. You can play those sports, you know what I mean? Then they start charging to play little league football and all that stuff. But but yeah, you you can play for free over there in park.
3: Michael, this is a saying that this is one that you dropped, I think, the last time you were on. And I think it's fascinating. And I want you to just could you just elaborate on it? If I attack a man's weakness, I can beat him. If I attack a man's strength, I can break. I I can break
5: him. I can break him. Interesting, please. The, the, the logic came as I studied football, as I studied guys that I had to play against. Since I was a bigger receiver, that meant, it meant okay, some bigger guy. If I had a bigger guy, I, I was faster than him most, most of the time, quicker than him. I can outquick out If I had a smaller guy, I could just muscle him, you know. But, yeah. but, but if I played you twice a year, that means you were in my division. And 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 I'm gonna play you all the time. I'm not just trying to beat you now. I'm trying to break you. I'm trying to break you for the next time I see you. I'm the last person you are gonna want to see. You see what I mean? Yeah. So if I attack your strength, you have nowhere to go. You see when I when I attack a bigger man's speed, he said, oh, he got, he just outran me. He got me. He got me. But if I attack a bigger man, a bigger man's physicality. Now where can he go? He says, "Man, this dude out physical me. I don't. I don't even want to play him again because that's his whole card. He says if I get out physical, I'll get him. But when someone out physical him, he has nowhere to go. So yeah, I, I, I've always kept that in mind. But I'm gonna see you again and again. I don't want to just beat you. I want to break I, you.
2: Can I ask how would you know? Like there must have been some way you would sense." when you had that, like Bobby Fisher and Chess said that he would like break a man's ego. Like, and he you, knew world, what happened. Let me tell you
5: I run that five route. I run that five route, 17 back to 15 on a comeback, and I don't get the ball. And he'll turn and say, good route, man, because you know he's beat. You know, hey, dude, I told you about all that after the game. That means you don't want no more. If you're capitulating, you don't want no more. You give it in. Don't say a word. That's the best thing you can do. And just stay stoic and ready. Let me tell you, it's so funny because, uh, you know, big start of a game. Oh, go! I'd be violent, hitting people all across the head. I would turn around and walk back to the huddle, like I'm not. <laughs> because if I'm if I'm fired up, you think that's just a hype thing. But if I hit you in the mouth like that and turn around and walk back to the huddle, you saying this joker crazy. He think he's gonna hit me like that all day. You see what I mean? Now yeah. I'm in your head a different way. So that's why I like that kind. Of, that's why I love the UFC. There's yeah. a lot of head games and head fights. I I was listening to my man Kobe talk. Kobe talk about after the fight, how he said he was he was hurt, but he didn't want to say anything in his corner. You know what I mean? Because now with social media and everything, people hear it and they start putting it out there. The other corner gets it right away. Now they know they have information that you didn't want anyone to know. Kobe said he came back into this corner and he was hurt. He said I just couldn't even say anything because I knew from previous fights what will happen. Yeah. And 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 that, you know that, that that confused me. Like I know Kobe. I talked, I, I texted him before the fight. He was from Florida. Very good friend of mine. We hang out. I wanted to put something together for him after he won. You know because I know he's had tried a few times at the belt. You know, and I text him, I say, hey, man, go bring that belt home for us, man, because he's from, you know, out of Fort Lauderdale with me. He, 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 you know, we go out to eat and everything. I said, bring that belt home, buddy. He said, Tim, I appreciate you always reaching out, because I reach out to him before all the fights. But, man, but I I just, he usually presses and presses and presses, and he's, oh, his cardio was is, is insane. I was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I didn't see him pressing as much this time. So I, I, I kind of said, well, something must be going on.
2: What do you think about. Oh, go ahead, Matt.
3: Well, I was going to think. I think what's going on was he was fighting Leon Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. Leon, was- Leon Edwards is a <laughs> legit problem. He goes with guys. Right. He, we were just talking about him. And I was talking about him as like the fighter of the year because beating Usman twice, the, and Usman is phenomenal. And the first time, he was down four rounds. And they're like, all right, well, that was he, he a, just that was a, a Hail Mary hole.
5: kit, is what that okay. was. They can say that. Hell, that man, Mary, Mary full of great. Boom. Oh,
3: the Lord is with
5: you. That's <laughs> what he said. The Lord is with you. But then the
3: second fight for him to be able to shut him down. The yeah, way he down. Said. And so it's like, and then when you look at fights, and when he fought Bilal Muhammad, who usually has a way of just managing the distance of closing it and getting guys down and beating them up. He had a hard time, even though it was a round and a half before uh, an accidental eye poke. There's something that Leon does that just from the changing of stances to what's in his arsenal when he throws it, that throws off these these guys that are wrestling-based. You know? Yeah. And I think that's but, a big part of it. And, 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 that's what, and, and the whole surprise part was that
5: Leon was taking Kobe down. I, 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 I was shocked. I was shocked Kobe didn't really take any shots at, at, at trying to get him down and everything like that. And then he took like, when I saw maybe one shot in there, but but, yeah, I was, I was just a little shocked because I, I I know Kobe, I knew how important this was. And and this, you know, people talking about maybe he, where does he go from here if he doesn't win this time because he's had a few opportunities and everything. But, but yeah, I, I thought, and then all the things that were said prior to the fight, you know, I, I thought this was going to be a let's go kill each other no matter what. Somebody yeah. got a
2: die fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think, too? You said something interesting about the cameras in the corners. Like, you don't have cameras in huddles. Uh, you don't right. have cameras in baseball when a manager goes out to talk to the pitcher. And I know it's a part of the fight game, but it you can need to say something to your coach, but you can't say it because uh, you're, you're, uh, the guy you're fighting will find out. Is there a way around that or a way to deal with that, or is that yeah. just is that just the nature of it?
5: You know, I, I, I didn't think about it until I heard Kobe talking about it. You know, like man, you know, but but you do know the, the TV thing. Like I even in NFL games, I'm like, dude, they're playing the replay. How can you not throw the flag or, or throw the you know the, the uh, challenge flag? You know, because you see things. So so in, in in the fight game now, you got people coming. There should be a place that they can have a moment, or I don't know. Say hey, the first thirty seconds, no cameras in the corner. Give them give them some time to discern that round before the rest of the world hear whatever strategy they want to play going forward. I, I think that's important, especially now, like like Kobe said, the other corner is getting. If there, we go back to you, go back to your corner, you should have a moment to speak with your coach without the rest of the world hearing and certainly not your opponent here.
2: Yeah, like Rachmaninoff in that Wonderboy fight we just talked about was really hurt. And, uh, I, I mean, maybe they knew that his corner knew that, but if he wanted to talk about that, he probably couldn't have because he knew that cameras right. – Maybe maybe there's a way to do that where there, there's uh, no sound for the first 30 seconds in one corner and no sound for the last 30 seconds in the other corner. So TV can serve its need and film guys, you know, uh, but no, they can a also have privacy. Idea. That's a great
5: idea. That's a great idea. You know, uh, I'm sure it's <laughs> the tough part of bd to you know, you want to switch up? Let me give you the first 30. So, so maybe I get I, I'm free the first 30 seconds of all even rounds yeah. to speak how I want. You're free the first 30 seconds of all odd rounds. You see what I mean? Just yeah. some kind of way that you can get a chance to talk to your um to your coach. Like, I, we, you, 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 you there, there's some, you need that private time, especially
3: yeah. in one
5: on one battle. Especially one one Okay, like, you know, you you got team sport as the team sport. You can't you can't hear everything everybody's saying in a team yeah. sport. Yeah. But one-on-one fight, dude, it's crucial. What I gotta say, what I need to hear from my coaches is crucial.
3: I as a fan, I like hearing the corner work. Me too. I love Me, it. too. Me too. But I we like ain't getting not- our hands busted in. Yeah. We I'm sitting here looking. I'm not the one getting my head but you know, I love that. hearing those because sometimes you have a good corner, man and then you see that connection, and you see them the right. fighter, be able to pull off what they said, or like Leon Edwards in that that the final round with his first fight with uh, Usman. Uh, you got? You, like, what are you doing? Stop feeling sorry right, for yourself. Right, right, I love that. I love that. I love it too
5: he too was. you want to see? You you wanna see what is a coach's job? I don't, I don't care what sport he in. His job is to reach down inside a kid and pull out that king. I wanna hear how he did that. I wanna yeah. see that too. You know what I mean? I wanna yeah. hear it. I, wanna, I wanna hear you say, we, we talked about this. Yes. This is the last moment. You gotta deal with you. What you know what we said before, when we went in, I, I'll share this with you guys. We went in that first NFC championship game. I'll never forget it, playing against San Francisco. They had been Dallas for a while. I went to every player in that locker room to dap them up before the before the, before we went out. The motto I said because this is our first time, you know, since the white clock caught the, in the town, I was like death before defeat. We would die before we lose here. Before we leave here, loser. Her. Death before defeat. I just kept saying that over: death before defeat, death before defeat, death before the, we were not leaving there losing. I want to hear somebody, I want to hear that corner man say, we talked about this, we would die before. Like you watch, you, you see what uh, Alessandra always talking about, the style before losing."
0: he
5: says that between every round. I'm the best, I'm, the best. I'm, the best. Prepare I'm prepared to die, I'm prepared to die. I love that stuff, dude. I love I that
2: stuff. My buddy, Yeah, that's why I half and it. half is fair. So we could they could have their private moment and then we could also hear because right. Matt, as you know, Matt is a very, very vocal coach. And people love watching you, Matt. They love watching you and Longo, the way you guys uh your perfect timing and, and you know, Rogan. Rogan always talks about how great Matt is. And you give these precise like somebody saying, Hey, look, shoot for takedowns is different i mean if you're saying that to your guy if you're saying that to marab chances are whoever he's fighting knows he's going to shoot for takedowns right but it's the injury stuff i'm thinking of or the stuff that really can't be known strategy in a moment you know hey look he's going to be trying to switch stances stuff like that they can hear but it's the stuff that they shouldn't know which i think is more injury based that they should give him half a quiet round Hey, Michael, has anybody uh, – you're talking about getting psyched up and you psyched up people. And, again, that San Francisco rivalry uh, was just incredible as a fan to watch. What was the, the thing that got you hyped the most? Who was able to do that for you if you weren't too sure, if you weren't feeling a certain way? Who was able to get you to that place where you were like, I, I'm this, we're, winning this, we're winning this game?
5: Oh, my, my, my yesterday got me to where I needed to be. My yesterday, what I mean by that, my growing up, my history – Biggie, I'll give it to you this way. Eric Williams came in the league, all pro left tackle. Yeah, left tackle. He said to me, "We were in the steam room. His rookie year, he just got here." He said, "I said, uh, I said, what's up, big fella?" He said, "Man, I gotta make the team. He was like, I gotta make this team, man. I man, I, I gotta take care of my mom." I, I, I said, "I said, big fella, what's that's the most important thing to you?" I said, "He said, yes, take care of my mom." I said, "Well, that's all you need." I don't, you don't need nobody to say nothing to you. All you need is every time you you line up, you look at that joke across from you, you say to yourself, dude, you're trying to stop me from feeding my mom? And then you buff his ass. That's what you do. You know what I mean? You got to, hey, where was your greatest pain? You use that greatest pain to get to your greatest promise. He calls, you You. You. You live in that greatest pain. Every time I saw this dude, every time I saw a quarterback, I said, dude, I've been broke all my life. You trying to keep me broke? You out here trying to keep me broke. I'm going to get you. You know what I mean? I made it personal. I made it direct. And I wanted it to be painful for anybody that stands in my way. I tell Big E that. I tell any player, I, what is your greatest pain? You put it on his ass. That's what you do. You lay it on him because that's how you'll find your greatest promise, by living in that greatest pain and remembering you not going back there and nobody's taking you back there. In our sport, let me tell you why that's different and why that's special and why it's different. In every other sport, in most, in most of this world, most people get to the top of their game punching a computer or something like that. You know? In our sport, it requires hand-to-hand and man-to-man combat. So if you're just punching a computer, all you have to do is improve your skill. Because the computer don't fight back. But in our sport, hand-to-hand, man-to-man, you got to improve your skill, but also deepen your will, since you're going against another grown man. You understand? So when you think about the pain moments, you're deepening your will. You're You're not improving your skill, but you're deepening your will. I remember not eating. I remember not having my mom... Get what she needs, and I'm taking this out on you. That's the difference in what we do, because we hand to hand, man to man combat.
3: Most of the world, they are not, and they can't even understand it. It's cool when it works out, but when it doesn't work out, it just gets awkward. Lionheart, Anthony Smith was doing that with Johnny Walker. He's like, "Yeah, yeah you, you're messing with my family," and Walker's yeah, like, yeah. "What are you talking about, guys?" <laughs> Walker's flipping kicks up at him like. <laughs> I don't know, I don't, I don't know can we get a translator here I don't know his family I don't know <laughs> oh, like, you know oh,
5: what that's <laughs> right too you're right in your you got all those different languages <laughs> 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 he, he he's like he don't know if you he don't know if you
3: talking about he likes you or he hates you he don't <laughs> he was confused he was I think he was genuinely confused he goes wait wait hold on. can I have a time for a second with your family hey like. anyway he, it was again, if he would have said that and beat his ass, it would have been, oh. <laughs> I guess there's a time and a place. Well, yeah. you got to be careful
5: to make sure, because yeah. now, remember, remember now, each of us have at least two of us, and all of us, some have more than two. You know what I mean? So you got to know who you're going up against, you got to know what, uh, how to bring the best out of it.
2: Yes. People complain about athletes a lot. Like, do you think athletes today are different than they were when you played? Or is that just public perception and they're exactly the same? No, no, things change.
5: Things change. Let's let's talk about it. Because really, look at the opportunities now. But, you know, I remember coming up, man, the opportunities were not like they are now. So many opportunities, social media, everything. So, So, you know, one of the things that, my, my, my counselor and I talk about was, we, we talk about, like, did we really do did, did we really do a disservice to even our kids? Because we didn't have anything, and we worked so hard to make sure our kids didn't come up like we came up. And he said sometimes maybe the best thing we could have given them was some struggle. We were trying to make sure that they didn't go through what we went through, but maybe we should have passed on some of our struggle to toughen them up. So yeah, I do believe I do believe that there is a difference in the athlete. I think they're way more athletic, way more athletic, but less less. They don't have the deeper the deep well that we had. Like 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 I watch even now. I watch guys now. I watch guys come out of football games on third down, Wide receivers tapping their head. <laughs> the ball right now. You play wide receiver. Why the hell are you leaving the game? You couldn't get me to leave the game when they're throwing the ball because I had nothing. I got $25 a weekend in school, in college, $25. I had to send $10, $15 home. I lived off $10 on the weekend. You see, now these kids are driving Rolls Royces in college. You see, before they even get to the NFL. I used to go running all day and think about man, you know, girlfriend, man, girlfriend. I'm gonna walk and get me a girlfriend. When my son was playing football up the street. I would come home at the pool. They had a pool party with girls everywhere. I said, "What are you doing? <laughs> you can't, you can't win this way. This, this was supposed to be the stuff you never get until you get here. You know what I mean? Make you hungry for it. So, so yeah, I think things are changed. They're much better because." We had big guys and fast guys. Now the big guy is a fast guy. The, the tall guy can dribble the ball all the way up, bring it up the floor. We got big heavyweights moving like lightweights and, and, and bantamweight guys. Yeah. These dudes are athletic. These, you, can't, you can't ever say that the athletes today, are, are they're way better than the athletes were. Now, they don't have the same will, but they do have better skills.
3: It's true. You can lose Great some of that it. grit. You can lose some of that grit, and especially my sport, when I was coming up, now I was doing it because I love to fight, to be honest with you, right. not, to sound like, not to sound like a psychopath, but there was now <laughs> now people looking to do it. You're like, you, you sound a like a psychopath.
5: Kid. You
2: yeah, do, and, I, you are, and, your, and you are a psychopath. <laughs>
3: right, and, and in your sport, boy, that's boring. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you, know you, you, you do. I was, you know, so now, you know, but then again, I'm also five. I was the welterweight champion and I'm five. You're six. a
5: bad man, man. You're a you know bad I mean? man.
3: So oh, I'm man. up to like these guys now, Leon up to it, Leon Edwards, I'm up to his chin, you know. So it is uh, how the athletes do, they just get bigger and better, you know, in a good way, you know. Yeah, yeah. And what I'm saying, man, I'm
5: telling you, dude, let me tell you when I knew it was time for me to retire. I was, I remember playing, it was, weird, we are in the offseason. We're playing charity basketball games. And I'm like, things are changing. I mean, first we played the Chicago Bears. And yeah. I watched Brian Erlacher take off from the free throw. This 260-pound linebacker. I
3: said,
5: oh snap. This is crazy. And then we played, we played Washington Wayne. And I'm watching LeVar Arrington do 360s. I was like, these dudes are insane. You're watching guys. 260 pounds, 270 pounds. I watched Larry Allen, no joke, playing back. Watch Larry Allen take a ball under the goal, whoop, spring up, boom, dump a basketball The whole goal, shattered. The rim fell on his head. Boom. I said, oh, my God. I grabbed him. He said, what else you do, playmaker? I said, just give me this rim off your head. I said, he's bleeding back. He's bleeding everywhere. I said, "Come on, man, let me get you over here to the training room." I had about three thousand dollars in my pocket. I gave it to the young people. I said, "This will cover your goal." Let me get them over here, you know. Hey, hey, but the athletes are incredible, man. They, they really are incredible because everybody starts training at five years old. When I went to the park at five, six, seven, eight, ten years old, you, I didn't have organized sports. You had to earn your weight onto the basketball court. You remember how you said? Well, sit down, you ain't old enough to play yet. So you know you ain't ready. And then when you first started playing, just get the rebound, hand us the ball. You, you was restricted in everything you did. They made you earn your way. Now yeah. everybody's in these, 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 uh, these, these groups and all of these clubs, and, and everybody gets this participation trophy, and everybody has to play. So it takes away some of that burning desire to earn because we're giving it to everybody.
2: Michael, um, it, it, as we wrap up our final show of the year, first of all, the most interesting, or the thing I was I'm shocked at the most was that Larry Allen could dunk. Like, I loved Larry Allen and as big a guy as he was. I mean, How tall is he? Was he 6'3", maybe?
5: Yeah, 6'3". Let me tell you one quick story, too, because Larry, first year in the Pro Bowl, right, I had told him, I a big fella. You know, I'm trying to encourage him all. Yes, get that Pro Bowl. I got a deal for you. What was deal for you? Will you getting that Pro Bowl? I got something. He gets to the Pro Bowl. We go out all night long. We run all night, all night, We coming in it's about nine o'clock the next day. They're getting ready to go to a Pro Bowl practice. With oh God! <laughs> Larry's wife, hot. She done. She's mad. Larry, what? Larry's wife. You been all night with everybody? Larry, we and, and then that day they had a Pro Bowl challenge on the beach. Larry, out with me all night. They're benching 275 pounds for reps. Larry says to me, hey, pay me. My wife's mad, man. I don't know what to do. I said, big fellow, they paying about $50,000 over there to the dude that can bench the most. He said, yeah. I can go win that and give that to mama. And she won't be mad. I said, yes, you can, big fellow. No joke. They, I think somebody did like 40 some times. Larry went over. He said, "I'll do it. They said, yeah. Well, me. 50, 50, you think that's enough? I you put it down. <laughs> Fifty-five is good. I think you're gonna get it's that terrible. one. You can put it down. Hey, boy, I'm talking about one of the most phenomenal athletes I've ever met. Man was Larry right
2: Michael, fun. are you promoting anything? Because uh, again, I, I'm so happy you were our final guest of the year, and so happy you could come on again. We wish you would come on more. Is there anything you want to promote?
5: Well, listen, I, you know what? What I love is, is this right here. What we get a chance to do, and how blessed we are to talk sports. You know what I mean. So the one thing I do want to promote is I want to talk to people like us more. I get on one of the social media sites, so I, I want to promote the stunt. The stunt. The stunt is it's a it's a, it's a uh, app, it's a social media site that's for us. Sports. let me tell you why because i get talking about sports on all these other with social media and everybody want to bring in all this other mess and stuff i just want to talk sports. this ain't got nothing to do with who i'm voting for This ain't no can we just talk sports and nowadays everything you say becomes something and people try to take it and make something else out of it and get, you know so i'm like can we just talk sports and yes we can on the stunt just got to get that out Go to the stunt, and you can see this is it's, it's us. It's what we do. And I love, I love all sports. So I love talking all sports and how we pull the best out of each man within that sport.
2: The stunt, Michael, thank you uh, again. Always. I could talk to you for two hours. We love having you on and just come back a little more often next year um, and, and have a great new year, please. And we'll have talk to you year. soon. Absolutely. Man, man,
5: appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for having me on all the time, man. I love this. I, lo- I love UFC. I love what you guys do. I love Dana White. I just, I appreciate it. I told Dana, man, I'm so happy when, when all that COVID thing, he was the first one, jumped back mm-hmm. out here. That's what I also told him. I want to make sure I catch the next, I, I want to go to a fight in Dubai. You know what I mean? I want to go Damn. see that. Because that, yeah. man, what, what, I want to know what that's like. I've never, I was going to Dubai during COVID. And then they told me, no, don't go, don't go. Because Right before, right when COVID hit, I had already had plans and I never had a chance to go. So now I'm waiting and I want to go over with the UFC. That'd be the I best. I
3: recommend it. It's beautiful. I recommend it.
2: Right. I want to see it, man. I want to see it, man. Thanks for having
5: me, man. Thank Happy you. New Year to all you guys.
2: Man. Happy New Year, sir. The great Michael Irvin, uh, one of my favorite people. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you next year. Thank, Thank you. you, guys, man. Make sure we talk. All right, guys. Okay. All, all right, Tim. Right. Thank, Thank you, sir.
3: You, Take care, uh, Legend. Great. What a nice uh, guy. I mean, is there
2: anybody better than Michael Irvin? I mean, just – I could literally talk to him all day.
3: Such a warm, warm guy, Jimmy. And thanks also to Kevin Ioli. Uh, hey, Jimmy. Yes. Uh, who's going to say it first? See you next year.
2: But I'll talk to you before then. Thank you uh, to Jake and all the guys. Uh, that, you know, you guys work really hard, and you make this yeah. happen every week. We really do appreciate what you do. And the people who book for the UFC who get our guests – um, it all runs smoothly. All Matt and I have to do is just show up and fucking talk, and the prep sheet is there. And So yeah. thank you to guys behind thank the scenes. You, uh, you really do uh, make our jobs possible. I know that sounds corny, but it's, it's the truth.
3: Jimmy, what do you want to plug? For the final
2: uh, just jimnorton.com. I'm on tour. Uh, New Jersey is almost sold out. Connecticut's selling very well. i got about 10 dates and many more going up. And yeah. if you want to see me and my wife interacting, uh, yeah. Nikki and Jim NYC on YouTube, um, and that's what Jimmy, my personal Jimmy. life is like.
3: Hey, that's so beautiful. I can't wait to watch your show. Uh, and Jimmy, also, you're on the latest uh, Whitney Cummins podcast. So uh, that, we that's- We do
2: it- Yeah, Nikki and I do an interview together. It's our first interview on Whitney, and people seem to, to like it. So yeah, thanks, Matt.
3: And I'm going to go- I just want to promote. If you guys got time over there, I have no horses in the race here, but go watch that Rebel Moon. It's They should make more movies like this. They're shitting on it. Poor Zack Snyder puts his heart and soul into this thing. If you like any bit of Star Wars, but you're sick of how they're making it so woke and stupid- watch this because it's fucking hardcore and I enjoy shit like that. I like them making more stuff that I enjoy.
2: All right. Definitely. Um...
3: (laughs) 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 happy, Happy new year, Jimmy.
2: You too man. Happy New Year. I'll talk to you in a couple of days and thank you guys behind the scenes. Uh Jake and all you guys and we will That's talk to you soon. And of course the UFC uh unfiltered, unfiltered listeners unfiltered we really do appreciate. Army.
3: It. Say it right. The unfiltered Army.
2: Unfiltered Army. Thank unfiltered you guys.
3: Army. Go watch Rebel Moon and watch Jimmy at the Fat Black Pussycat.
2: i uh, not till January. I'm there. Not till January. <laughs> <laughs> Bye
3: everybody.